Planning some sort of diaper situation, or I think it was clock toilet breaks, at least. A to Z, in it. All right. So welcome to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric. This is the first one we're doing for 2022, even though it's not the first one we've been released. Uh, with me is, as always, is Jonathan. Yeah. First recording in a while, yeah. in a bit. We have two guests this week. Two guests. Henrik is back. Hello. Needs no introduction at this point. Or maybe he does, but uh, he, he gets none. <laughs> I'm fine <laughs> with that. Here. That's harsh. <laughs> yeah. That's harsh. And a new guest. <laughs> A brand new guest. Might be familiar to some listeners. He's a network friend of ours um, from In the Lap of the Pods. Uh, Dave, right? But it says Paul Moody on your screen. Almost yes, messed me up um, there. I, th- I think I've logged in as uh, my brother um, because yeah, I was right. bought on his account for something. So. Yeah, I was hesitant so, yeah. for a second. But I'm sure this is Dave. This is Dave Moody. Yes, absolutely. But anyway, that, yeah, that's, you're, you're doing that podcast with your elder brother, Paul yeah, Moody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Joe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like a Swedish cartoon, the three friends and Jerry. And this is the two brothers <laughs> right, and Joe. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they didn't have a Queen podcast though. <laughs> they did not. They did not. Uh, we were on that podcast a while back. It yeah. feels like it was a different world yeah. at the time. Yeah, we need to do uh, part two. I think. I think we we need to do that soon. I think we need to talk and get this, get yeah. these other albums talked about. You know, because it was great fun the first time. So yeah. Oh yeah, I had a time. Yeah. Will be a bit of overlap, I believe, with today because next time on your show we're going to be on No Prayer as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then but again, I thought best let you guys get in there first, and and because because you are oh, the the, 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 the maiden podcast. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of getting in first, new guest, new maiden story, and I, I mean, me and Eric heard it once, but it, you know, it's yeah. sound to repeat it. I think. Yeah. For um, well, my maiden story, um, you know, we talked about my old, oldest brother, Paul, there. It was really through him that I found maiden. So he uh, he sort of got into them around about the Seventh Son time. So he had bought Seventh Son as, as the, the new maiden album and started buying the, the older albums um, uh, after that. And it was after that time that I started my um, awareness of the band started around about that time. You know, I would, uh, you know, Paul would get VHS videos out the video shop and it'd be live after death and 12 wasted years. And so you start watching this and going, oh, what's this all about? You know, and from that point onwards, I started just getting hooked um, on the band. And, and then the first the first VHS release or the first new release, if you want to call it, when I was, I would consider myself a fan was the Made in England VHS. So um, I saw that for the first time and was, yeah, I was just on my way. I was just hooked on on Maiden from that point onwards. And and what age at that time, you know, in 88? At what age? I was very young. I was 10 years old at that point. So I'm All 42, right. 42 Great. just now. Um, so I was 10 years old, um, I would say, when when it really hit. And uh, yeah, No Prayer was, interestingly enough, was no, no Prayer was the first album that came out for me as a fan. So No Prayer, an album that sometimes gets, lo- gets a bit lost, I think. Or at least yeah. Maiden seemed to do everything they can to make that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, c- kind of bury yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm it's, never um, anything from it. Yeah, I think it's, Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, we'll, we'll probably get into it as we go through the podcast about No Prayer as, as a whole, but 
Um, but yeah, I remember that time, even even as a young a young kid, I remember the kind of the feeling about that album at the time through, through things I was reading in Kerrang and and you know even even the the sort of reaction from uh, my brother to the album when it came out. So there's lots of things that stick in my memory from that time. But after that, you know, I, I bought every single Maiden album and single on the day of its release, right up until Book of Souls, actually. Book of Souls for me just tended to, it, it didn't lie on me too too well. And then the new one is kind of similar. I can see some good in the new one. I can see some good in Book of Souls, but I think it's just the, the flame is just dying a little bit for me with, with the band, you know. And I, and I realise they're as popular as they ever were, if not more popular, you know. And, and lots of people love the new album and, and love this era of Iron Maiden. And that's, that's cool. That's fine. The flame's just getting a bit low for me personally, but... Still got all these these brilliant albums that came before and, and made it are still one of my favourite bands and always will be, you know. So yeah. yeah I mean even even if even you kind of stop listening at like, you know, like even around like the Brave New World era, you still have quite a bit of music. Absolutely. I mean Brave New World, when when they came back with Brave New World, when I first heard uh The Wicker Man on on um radio before it came out. I was actually, I was welling up, I had tears in my eyes because I was like, wow, made in a back, this is, this is yeah. incredible, you know, because I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, been, I'd been through the sort of blaze years and, you know, that's, that's hit and miss, you know, and then just to hear Maiden sound like Maiden again and uh-huh. Bruce's voice, it was just incredible um, and it was very overwhelming, so. Yeah, we've oh, been yeah. onto that, that Wicker Man has a bit of an anthemic vibe, for yeah, sure. A lot of people absolutely. have that, uh, I call it like, this is this certification that I love this band often yes. when I hear that particular uh-huh. song it's not really one of my absolute favorite songs mm-hmm. not even on that album as Eric said once yeah but uh, it has something about it that is mm-hmm. celebrating Maiden but I wanted to ask you for a bit Henrik do you recognize any of this story I think your your Maiden arc is not that far apart from from uh, Dave's yeah yeah definitely I do recognize it especially in terms of No Prayer for the Dying coming out because I mean, Iron Maiden had been the classic lineup up until that. And I know that was a very huge, you know, change for me as a fan. I was 15 when it came out. And I remember liking it a lot, but it was still a bit weird. And I can't re- I still to this day can't really put my finger on why, why. But I don't know if it's the guitarist or the lack of a gu- guitarist. Right. Possibly, yeah. 
interesting questions. We get back to a famous quote from our friend Christian too, like when he heard Holy Smoke and it was not Adrian mm. and he left the band forever. <laughs> 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 he did come back eventually, but he was gone for more than a decade because of yeah. hearing that Janik solo in Holy Smoke, Yeah, which is one of today's two songs. Mm. Yeah. And I thought I would do this like unprecedented move here, Eric. Okay. Unprecedented in the history of Made Need to See. And I'm going to introduce, I'm going to start talking about both songs first. <clears throat> because uh, something Henrik said before, that uh, Hooks in You was meant to be their head single. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's how I remember it. And then Holy Smoke became the leading single. Yeah. It's a really interesting... I don't know if it's, if they just... Because Holy Smoke was one of those songs that was written very quickly during a, during a writing session during a mm -hmm. day. So maybe they had... I mean, they must have had Hooks in You since it was based on Adrian's material. And yep. then... When they sort of got Holy Smoke together, they felt it had a bit more of a, you know, single vibe, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, they figured maybe, can I play with Madness, mm. uh, Wasted Years, on the previous efforts, it's Smith singles. Yeah. So maybe they just wanted to keep doing that. And I also think, I, I, th I think I read that they really liked the energy of it, because it's a very energetic, you know, it's almost, you know, youthful in its energy, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. A bit of cowbell? Not really. Yeah. No. So not, are we talking you? hooks in you or holy smoke? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking I holy smoke. Gonna, yeah. mix up. <laughs> I tried an unprecedented move and I made a mistake. But okay, just before... <laughs> and only before make, only make precedented moves. Yeah. <laughs> before, before admitting to this mistake, though, I'm going to ask you, Eric, what yeah. do you think about these two as singles? Which one is like... Do you think it's better that holy smoke turned out to be the single? I mean, if you just take out of the two songs, which one I prefer... I have to say, only. I mean, as a single, a single, you know, or, no, as a, as a yeah. single, maybe they went, maybe they did go the wrong way. Maybe it would have been better with, uh, with, uh, hooks and hooks and you, um, maybe I, uh, you know, in, e even though there, there is indeed cowbell, uh, on it, but I think it could have worked well as a single too. I mean, it has that kind of energy to I it. I like cowbell. Yeah. I just gotta say, I was thinking on the way, I was, I was thinking on the way home because I, my memories of hooks and you, one of my th things about that is. For some reason here, I don't know if this is a thing everywhere else, but for some really strange reason I can't explain, and I wish I knew why, because I'd go back in time and change it if I could. Uh, Glamrock had a bit of resurgence here around like 2005, 2007. So the, you got these new, uh, these tons of new bands, uh, you know, popping up. Who, you know, a couple the, of clubs in town, you know, yeah, that would yeah. something like Crazy Licks. Yeah, Crazy, crazy Licks. Night people Licks. who don't even play in bands had stage names and things like that. And, <laughs> Licks in the yeah, night. and they're like, you know, like this is, you know, <laughs> and they show up at limousines at clubs with for no apparent you know, they, you know, they, you know, for no apparent reason, just, you know, that's what they apparently thought they were supposed to do. Um, so when I was hanging out, like when I was hanging out with some of these people, because you know, a lot of my friends briefly were these people. They, uh, uh, when we we're doing like sort of pre-party stuff before going out, Hooks and You is one of the songs that could sneak in there without them going nuts because you know anything you yeah. know any of the regular kind of other like if I, the other like if i put in like i don't know how be the name or anything that would not apply <laughs> but hooks and you had a kind of yeah. like a sort of party rock kind of vibe so i guess that kind of worked slightly yeah so i'm gonna end this experimental phase of the episode and now we're gonna talk about holy smoke okay which is the first of these two, i think <laughs> yeah it should be holy smoke and then i'll send it back to you henrik so that's obviously the one that you meant that had a youthful energy yeah to. Yeah, and a high tempo, and a high because tempo. it's faster than, mm. than, than hooks. And uh, the intro riff, uh, it's funny, right? I have to say, like sometimes I claim something in Maiden is comedic, and Eric usually don't agree with me. No, but that's come on, great. this riff is funny. <laughs> yeah, 
This riff is funny. I, I don't know if it's comedic. It's ha ha funny. I don't know. It is it ha ha funny. You could be a stand up comedian. And you can just do the riff. I uh, <laughs> I implore you to try this, and then you can come back and tell me if it works. I don't think it will. <laughs> it could work. Depends on how how good you look while you do it. I guess. Um, yeah. What do you think about the intro, Dave? Yeah, it's it's kind. Of, I suppose it's a little bit goofy maybe uh, a little that's bit, a good um, word to describe it yeah, yeah Goofy's better than, yeah. than i'd say yeah, yeah. funny um but 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 I, I do like it i like the playfulness and and the whole song in, in fact you know it's 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 not taking itself too seriously you know lyrically and musically um it's very basic you know it's what is it three and a half minutes just over three and mm-hmm. a half minutes so mm-hmm. it's very much mm-hmm. you know does what it needs to do and and and, and finishes you know um, the riff, I mean, the riff is very. I think it's very Harris esque, you know, because it's it's the play the riff and then go down a couple of frets, play the riff again, yeah. you know, go back up again, you know, that almost that number of the beast type thing, you know, that, that right. you know Harris does, you know. So it's, um, but that's not a bad thing. That's that's not you know that's not a problem, you know. Um, but it's, I mean, the one thing that you probably hear when you listen to the song is the. The big difference in production, you know, um, you know, you've heard Seven Sun before that. It's got a very warm production, and then you hear, um, I guess, Holy Smoke is the first song you hear of from mm. the new album, and and oh, the guitars, the ca- guitars sound a bit thinner, a bit, you know, and a bit more demo-y, um, you know, like it's not completely been completely mixed. Um, so I think that that actually adds to the for me that actually adds to the again the the excitement of the song. Um, mm. In a weird way, you know, I, I, do, I, I like the fact that it's not overproduced. Um, I agree, actually. Yeah. I, I never had a problem with the production. Okay. Yeah. No, neither have mm. I. Mm. Dave, did you reflect on the production when you heard it 10 years old? Or was it a no, later thing? No, um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, because I was, I was 11 years old when the album came out. Yeah. Um, and what I do remember is I remember, you know, you always get the influence of uh, someone else. And my older brother, I remember being a bit, oh, this, this sounds this doesn't sound great, mm. you know, so that's kind of impacting on me and I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, yeah, it does sound different, but at that age, there's no way I knew I could put my finger on why it sounded slightly different from the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the previous album, you know. Um, I think even song-wise, I, I could recognise the song, the vibe of the album is different from Seven Sun, um, even at that, that young is. age. Mm. Yeah, at that, even at that young age, you could hear, you could hear the, you know, rough of that. But in terms of production, yeah, it would be like you know a few years later, looking back on it and thinking, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see the, see the kind of why people were thinking it's. I mean, mm. Bruce said it himself. He said that you know the album sounded like shit, and you know it had some great songs, but it sounded like shit. Yeah, 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 agricultural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the um, sonic qualities. So, so no, no. To answer your question, Henrik, there's no way I would have been able to put, to put my finger on that at that young age. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, same yeah. here. I couldn't really. The only album uh, to just chime in on that that I could tell a difference even before I was interested in sound was Virtual Eleven. Then I could mm. tell that it was something thin about it. Yeah, and that was it. For me, the, oh. all the rest sounded pretty much the same when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you start differentiating. Also, peace of mind was different because that the, the digitized version of that is not great. It's, it's much better yeah. on mm. on vinyl. Yeah, for some weird reason. I think the the first one for me that where I recognized, yeah, there's a big shift was X Factor. You know, when I when that came out and I put that on, I went, oh, this is this is there's a oh yeah, yeah they, uh. they should probably go back in and finish this mm. yeah, you know it's kind so, of weirdly kind of, enough <laughs> i didn't notice that weirdly enough but then again i was 11 12 when i heard sign of the cross the first time mm. sure yeah yeah which is a phenomenal song yeah this is a bit dark it was all i thought but then that was yeah. cool in a way so yeah yeah it's, it's different which timing you get into 
been made yeah. and, you know which which yeah. songs are going to be yeah to and, and also and also which uh, what kind of a sound shift is going to be because i remember thinking that somewhere in time sounded different to the previous albums when i heard it mm-hmm. when it came out it and does. i mean it sure. does sound different it has a very unique production in in the yes. catalog so yeah you know. a unique production in in the entire catalog of music i would say yeah, well, there's no yeah. album that really sounds like that one i don't yeah. think it's easy to imitate yeah, you were onto something, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just I was just agreeing with Henrik on that one. It's it's, it's and I think that the sound of that album's very it's very big, it's very warm as well, you know. It's it's got a very, very thick sound and I really like that about it. The kit sounds really, really, really fat, you know, and, and I think that's a that's an excellent uh, yeah. excellently produced album, I think. And to so sort of cap off this production segment, I guess, I would say that uh, mm-hmm. yeah. it's still Martin Birch on No Prayer, and I would say maybe it's more akin to something like Mob Rules. I prefer the sound on Mob Rules, more up and coming and trying to sure. prove himself. But it's yeah. a similar aesthetic that kind of, you know, you just kind of, it's dry, but not entirely dry or mm. so, you know, it's not, it's not powder dry. It's not, it's not gunpowder, you know, mm. but it's yeah, and like I think not I, too I, much reverb. It's more like the room from, from the barn, I guess, you know, from the yeah, barnyard, yeah. which was then not even isolated as far as I know. It was an actual barn at that time. And they used yeah, the Yeah, it was Rolling the Mo- mobile, mobile studio, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mm. the, the mobile yeah. studio they used the for, for No Prayer at that point. So they hadn't actually built the studio yet that they used on Fear of the Dark. So mm. yeah, yeah. So it's so that's what probably had its limitations in terms of what they could actually do. Um, yeah. so, no, but we see limitations, but you know, we're all agreeing that we do like the sound of the album. So it's, it's, it's I suppose it's academic, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, for so, me, yeah. you know, I'm a big Deep Purple fan, and then you have yeah. that studio all the time with that yeah. same engineer producer. Absolutely, it, yeah. it always gives to me a pretty cool raw sound. And I mean, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He, he's just one of those guys, yeah. you know, that has yeah, some absolutely. kind of gift. Mm. So I think, even though it's more like a bit stripped down, which I'll get back to later. I think after the two songs, I have a, mm-hmm. a thing I want to run by mm-hmm. you on that whole thing, but. Uh, if that's just accepted that they stripped it down, they went back. Then I yes. think it's well done. It's well done production. Mm. Yeah, that you know it, yeah. it sounds cool. It sounds live too. Yeah, more and live think, than probably anything they've released before that. Maybe first record sounds yeah. quite and, live too, and actually. lively as well. Lively, yeah. yeah. Yes, lively, yes, yeah. I agree with that. And I think um, even looking back on the album in twenty now twenty twenty two, it sounds quite fresh. You know, I think maybe mm. at the time it, it maybe have sounded like you know maybe for some Maiden fans at the time it might have sounded like it was. It, yeah, it wasn't as, as mixed and, and produced as the previous albums, but and maybe stood out for that reason. But I think that time has moved on. You can actually look at it and listen to it, and it sounds really fresh still. You know, it still sounds sounds vibrant. And um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll, sounds I'll pretty cool. Set it off yeah, on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. It's a good sound. And I mean, yeah. What were you going to say, Eric? I had one last point on the overall vibe of it. But well, yeah. I was just thinking. It just sort of occurred to me also uh, <laughs> on the way here that. Um, it seems to me that these days, uh, even though that wasn't the case initially, I wouldn't imagine, it seems that X Factor gets a lot more love than this one does these days. Because mm, uh, you get a lot of people who are like really dig X Factor. Like, like, you know, we've had people on who, you know, that's one of their favorite albums. I don't think anyone's yeah, really yeah. saying that this is, you know. But then yeah. again, X Factor is like a wild card, <clears throat> and this is a more of a tired card, right? There you go. That's, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. Yeah. it's less appealing in that sense if you're a new fan, I think, to, to go mm-hmm. for No Prayer, which feels more like you're on, you know, on the decline or something like that. 
which I think is something I completely shook quite late. Now I, I don't really listen to that album as a, uh, you know, it's not really, it's, it is going downhill. It is, you know, this is kind of a, it's not a fact, of course it's taste, but it is, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Fair I enough. can actually yes, listen to this yeah, as an album yeah. now. But I will say as a last point on that, mm -hmm. we got stuck on the album overall now, but it's kind of interesting anyway, that I think it has this Cold War vibe to it. Mm. You know, that era, early 90s, yeah, which is yeah. a bit... It's a bit ugly by nature. I don't know why. You know, it's yeah. gray. Mm. It's gray. It's dark blue. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's it's war, but it's cold. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I, I feel I mean, that in that album. Run, you know, run silent, run deep, and things like that, and Mother Russia and things Mother like Russia, that. Mother yeah, Russia. Yeah. 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 yeah I, can, I can understand why you would you would think that way. Yeah. Which yeah. is not yeah. exactly a beautiful aesthetic compared to like a fantasy ice world with the clairvoyance in it. it sure. Might be a yeah. bit more of a beautiful yeah. aesthetic. I don't know. It yeah. Depends on your taste, I guess. But it's it has more of a downer vibe i guess to mm -hmm. it and also uh, we, we didn't talk about that sleeve illustration so as we've been on the album generally <laughs> we could quickly just address that because we never did it in this pod mm. uh, so i'll leave it to you guys what do you think yeah the cover it's famously very bad i think yeah it's i don't i don't know why they chose that one because it really got nothing to do with the with the title really i mean yeah supposed to no, be a grave and a grave a digger and i don't know it was just weird yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's it's not the interesting thing is like when when it, you know when the original <coughs> art, album artwork um you know he's, he's he's grabbing the you know the grave digger by the by the neck mm. and then later on they took him out didn't they they, they actually yeah, removed yeah. him from the reissue didn't they and he's just sort of you know Eddie's got his hand out um and they also in the, the original art, art, artwork they had the the plaque which was just blank mm. they didn't actually even fill anything in on the, <laughs> on the you know, mm. Did they actually bought it? It's almost like, yeah, it's fine. Just put it out. You is, know? It, is it the crumbling <laughs> relationship with Derek Riggs? You know, yeah, in, in, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a form of an illustration, it feels like that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's sad somehow. A sad cover. It's not like entirely crap or anything. It's just sad. Yeah, yeah. It's very co comic booky as well, which is, you know, it looks like yeah, it's it, not, but not in a good way. Like a, a, yeah, a pure yeah. comic book, you know, <laughs> yeah, a very amateur you comic book, you know. It's it's not, um, it, it, you know, there's nothing. It doesn't have and any again, style, right? There's no yeah, style yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think maybe, I yeah. mean, we talked about the playfulness of the music, and maybe in some ways they were thinking, "Ah, let's just take the piss a little bit. Let's, you know, let's let's be playful with the artwork as well." Who knows? I, I, I don't know. Maybe they just weren't taking taking the whole thing that that seriously at that point. I I, I don't really know, but. What do you think about the uh, holy, uh, holy Smoke? That's a much, much better cover, I think. To get back on the song, that's a pretty cool cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover yeah. yeah. He's, uh, if you if you can't remember, listeners, it's Eddie on top of some kind of burning pile holding a television. I think. I think yeah. it's a burning pile With of the, television sets, isn't it? I think so. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could go and check, but then I'm going to lose my microphone Lusses. again. So. Well, I was going to yeah, say, I was right. gonna say that as long. There you go. Oh, there we go. Nice. On you prepared earlier. <laughs> you listeners can't see it. We're, we're, we're enjoying it. I still don't have that single, actually. Mm. So, well, this was the first uh, Holy Smoke 12 inch, was the first maiden thing I ever bought with my own okay. money. And that's, cool. this is the first thing. So that's quite interesting we're doing this because mm. yeah. um, nice. this is the first. This, this is the, the one. Mm. <laughs> you know, so um, oh, it's cool. got a huge poster inside, a huge poster of the album. It's album. enormous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had that on my wall for years, mm. for many, many right. years. You know, so yeah. I would, I would have loved to be part of like just sit like a fly in the wall at the meeting where they're discussing like, all right, so we're thinking about removing the grave digger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it was just like Rod saying like, remove the fucking grave digger. 
Not asking <laughs> yeah, anyone yeah, else. Just yeah, yeah. go. Yeah, just, just do you know, it. Ec- execute order. But Remove if, if, that if, fucking if, grave. If I don't lo- like him. Well, <laughs> if you look at the, I'm looking at it now, and he, the grave digger, weirdly looks like it was added on afterwards because it's not in the same. Mm. It looks because mm. I, I mean I don't know that it's, it's 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 that he's I don't know it looks maybe he was supposed to be on the dance of death cover. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's always something worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember I, I initially think it was very cool, but when I saw that, I was quite young. So I, you know, that that you know, that's probably more so about that than you know, like it, it was cool. There was graves, and there was you know, I didn't necessarily didn't think. I, you mean, I don't. I don't you mean no prayer. Yeah, like look, yeah, cooler, you no, know, zombies and things. Yeah, but, but I, I think as a kid, yeah. for me, it was it could have been Best of the Beast. It could have been Life After Death or something. But I mean, as I got older, I really like Life After Death. Is is probably my favorite sleeve. Well, yeah, like yeah, but this, I mean, it's not even you can't even compare them. But when I was a kid, also like you, Eric, I didn't really see this as a bad cover or anything. No, mm. it was just made and again, you know. And mm. yeah, but I, but I recall seeing the cover way before I was aware of the band. Mm. So like, ah, the No Prayer. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay, so that was your visual introduction. To the visual introduction was was Live After Death, but I did see. Okay. Uh, I did see, uh, and that all kind of looked cool and dangerous. So that kind of got my attention. And then I, you know, yeah. And here we are today. But I mean, if you if you compare those two, Life of the Death has this whole Van Gogh. Uh, yeah, it's a lot better. Yeah. Starlit Night, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like the same color scheme as that Van Gogh painting. I, I keep forgetting the name. It's something like Starlit yeah, Night. I don't know what, it, it, know what night. you mean. And it has style, basically, like we addressed before. And uh, this one doesn't. Yeah, it's not that it, re- it doesn't reek, but it's just no. It's, it's, it's a needle cover. Yeah, yeah. And so, and they it goes could nowhere. Have, and they could have used the. I mean, talking about. Hooks and New perhaps being this first single. I mean, they yeah. had thoughts about having Tailgunner as the first single as well. And I mean, they, that worked. they do have graphics for that one. I mean, they do have Eddie as the Tailgunner, which ended up as the, on yeah. the picture disc version of With the that album. that quad gun, yeah. Uh, and I think that one's a lot better than what became the album cover. There's yeah. also Hooks and New graphic. Uh, Eddie is like standing in jean clothing, but I'm not sure if that's from the era or done later. Is it, the, is it the one where he's standing in jean clothing and like it's a bit of a killer's yeah. uh, recap? Uh, they used it right. on the uh, concert poster, I think, if it's the same, in, if it's the, ah, the right. image. Because I remember when, when I was 12, me and three friends went into city to buy a maiden t-shirt each because we, it was time, you know, time to get dressed. And uh, <laughs> I bought Number of the Beast, my friend, other friend brought, bought Fear of the Dark and then Strangely enough, one of us bought uh, Hooks in You, and I felt mm. like, why did you buy this <laughs> this atrocity? <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's absolutely ugly, and I still don't I still don't care much for that. But uh, the yeah. Holy Smoke cover is is, is brilliant. That's yeah, it's really cool. It's like full on Maiden level, eighties level, I think. Yeah, I'll I think I think the, the Holy Smoke cover would have made a way better album <laughs> cover than. Oh yeah, uh, No Prayer for the Dying could have worked with that. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. It anyway. makes just as much sense as a weirdo, you know, with <laughs> a game jumping out of a grave, not not maybe you know, d- depending on version this one? holding and yeah, that's the hooks in yeah. I'm thinking mm, about yeah, yeah, that's the tour program. Ah, it's it's uh, fairly yeah, ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 it looks like a yeah. mop, you know, for for the floor. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Uh, I think since we are on the cover, we should address the lyrics. For me, what I feel with these lyrics are. Uh, I don't love him. Uh, I'll get into what I think about the song in general later. And the lyrics don't really, uh, they don't really affect that so much. But I don't really love him because he's, for me, it's like Master Puppets, Leper uh, Messiah, 86. And then there was like a couple more. And this feels like five years too late to do a TV preacher anti-song. I'd say that were the case if they were not literally, even as we were speaking right now, 
ripping people off with you know ripping people off for thousands of dollars in crowns. That's true. There's, there's but I mean, a in, in a metal in a metal context. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind though. that. I think it's that's, that's yeah. the, you know I, I hope it's not going to be relevant forever. But there are those assholes still out there. That's never. I mean, the, the actual message I, I, I approve of completely. It's just more of you know, is it a story I want to hear? Not really. The story doesn't interest me so much uh, at that point. It feels for me, it feels like Maiden trying to go realistic. Which I also don't like. It's well, like, maybe. okay, fantasy is getting out of style, so we're going to write about society. And that's not really what I want Maiden to do. Uh, I think you said, Eric, you want them to write about ancient mariners and names that will well, be... Well, yeah, but I mean, also, I also have also said, like, I really dig things like when we did uh, for The Greater Good of God, because that kind of stuff, subject matter, I find very interesting. True. So, yes, this, mm-hmm. this, is sort of, this is sort of maybe a slightly more goofy... A take on yeah. the same kind of deal, but that's you know I still I still dig it. So that's, that's but I think I think they fit the song. I was going to say that. So that's why they don't really. It doesn't matter that the topic to me is not interesting. It yeah. doesn't really matter. They still fit the song. It's it's pretty cool lyrics, I guess, in their way. And I think I like the you know goofy parts like smells good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of fun. I think. Yeah, but I, th- yeah. I think that I think the lyrics actually. I, I was going to say relevant. Maybe that is being a bit too. Giving them too much yeah. credit, but I think I mean, in the same way that Two Minutes to Midnight touches on political issues, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. they actually do that in this song. But it's a lot goofier, as you say. No. Also, Two Minutes Quick Interruption is more double-edged. You know, it's the beauty and the horror of war. This is just the horror of TV priests. You know, it's more like single mind, single track. Yeah, yeah. In, it's in it's more of just Two Minutes cr- has more of a drama in it. Way definitely. More, I yeah, I think it's a it's a mm. it's on a different different scale, but the execution is different. But I still think it's sort of weighs in with, with the non Dungeons and Dragons themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, it's the first. Should try and that, also, it's it the first time that they actually had profanity in a lyric. I think this, mm. if shit is one, I don't know. But I mean, it was censored. On a, I, don't, I, had, I don't think it is because they're talking about the noun shit, right? They're actually talking well, about flies. I, mean, I don't know. Shit. Yesterday, I saw a major website. Uh, I think it was Loudwire. They censored the word "ass," so I think I think probably shit would qualify. <laughs> the word "ass" you as in censored. "ass above, so below," or no, it was like no, it was like it was, it was someone complaining. I can't some random, probably Corey Taylor, uh, pointing out or Ted Nugent pointing out that the drums on Justice for All sound like ass. And it was like, and the, the, the two S's were censored because you don't want to have oh. people reading that. Uh, I, mean, I think it's a sign of society or civilization gone too far when you censor, you know, one thing that everyone sits on and, and then the other thing that comes out of it every yeah. day. It, <laughs> it's on. really silly, but I do What the I fuck do is going on? Yeah, but I do have one of these radio transcription LPs. You know, they have a, an entire radio broadcast uh-huh. that you put on on the turntable, and yeah. they on that on that one. There's actually a censored version. They have the word "shit" is reversed the two times it occurs. Mm-hmm. So, so it must have. Yeah, it must have been an American <laughs> thing. I'm sure, but definitely, that's definitely mm-hmm. an American. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't say shit in a business meeting. I guess. Depends on what <laughs> kind of business. <laughs> what kind of business you are in. Right, yeah. right. No, actually, I would probably. Mm. It's, it's not a. Yeah. Anyway, profanity at its mildest, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but also, Maiden, I don't, yeah. Maiden have never gone uh, fuck. They have never done right, that, right? No, yeah. not, not, on, not on anything. No, no, I mean, technically, yes. Because if you listen to Thin Line Between Love and Hate, right at the end, there is a true. fuck. But I Fucking missed yeah. it. Mm. But it's not part of the lyrics. No, that is true. And, and then you have mission thing. from Ari, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you're> mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, and and you, yeah, the 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 song that um, um, on the Be Quicker Be Dead twelve inch, the the one that they did for Rod Smallwood, 
that he didn't know about. There's lots of profanity on that one, yeah, mm. as well. So, uh, but I think you, you, on the lyrics, um, you were saying, uh, Jonathan, um, um, you know, you're talking about maybe being too late and things like that, and I do understand that. You know, you had yeah, Leopard Messiah, you had Miracle Man by Ozzy, you had Send Me Your yep. Money by Suicidal Tendencies, you had lots, lots of these these songs that came before. But you also had TV Crimes by Black Sabbath two years later, so mm-hmm. it was still, it was still happening, song, yeah. and it's a great yeah. song, you know. It's, it's, it's a, a great song. Also, brilliant song. You can't really mention this song without mentioning the music video, because that oh yeah, that's one of the ones I, I, I Maiden are not yeah. particularly good at music videos, I'd say, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is an exception. This is, re- I really, I this is a, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely video, and I think uh, that was probably how I got back, or how I got into the song, finally. I was never really into it, but then mm-hmm. at some point I just realized the, you know, the, the, the pure trollishness or fuckery from Steve going on in the midst of videos being the most important uh, yeah, PR yeah. tool and yeah. the most budget for them. In the midst of that, he goes and buys a camcorder. <laughs> he goes and puts, <laughs> Dave in a, puts Dave in a stinky river. <laughs> I play the solo here. It's yeah. so ugly. It's great, and it's, it's uh, I guess it's somehow English, you know. Instead of being yeah. American, I think they make taking a stance. Also, Bruce, feels, was, all, Bruce was going on that at time. Yeah. At that time, yeah. you know, we drink our beer warm, and so forth. You know, so he was really yeah. trying to say like, okay, we're not trying to be Guns and Roses, but they kind of were. But you know, he, he <laughs> yeah. made his, he made an effort to not seem too much like that. It feels like yeah. a very kind of Monty Python kind of joke or esque joke when with you know with a, you know when you're singing holy smoke and you have you know a bunch of priests smoking. <sighs> it's very yeah. flat isn't and it? drinking yeah. tea. <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I love the video. Tea. I think the video is 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 great fun. Uh, I love I love watching it. And yeah. they all they all genuinely look like they're having a great time as well. Um you know yeah. which is good and uh and yeah, I don't care that you know you made the point about it not being a, a polished MTV video, and that's that's all the better for it. And yeah, seeing it uh, Mar- well. Martin Martin Butts dressed in all the leather and spandex, and then when he stands up, he's got the whole yeah, 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 the cut out. yeah. I remember that from as a kid, and we were like, "Well, those those Englishmen are fucking nasty," mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah, are actually. So yeah, yeah. yeah. but. Um, <laughs> But on the lyrics, I, I I actually really like the, the lyrics. I think the lyrics are actually actually excellent mm, on this. Yeah. Um, I, I really like them because, I, I um, and I think it's I think it's an example of when Bruce um, when Bruce is at his best because when Bruce is doing that social commentary type stuff, you know he does it on Be Quick Be Dead as well. You I'm know, angry, you know yeah. um, it's angry and it's kind of visceral and and um, you know and I get the argument for Maiden staying kind of majestic and and all the rest of it, but. I, I do like to see a bit of that realism creep in as well, you know, and 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 uh, but but he does he does frame the he does frame the the, the subject really well, and mm. and some of the the lines in the song are, I, I think are fantastic, you know. Um, it's just it's kind of um, it's interesting because I always wonder because obviously the music is Harris. And I always wonder what could have went over that, you know, in terms of if Harris had wrote the lyrics to that, what the, what the hell would it have been, you know? <laughs> and, and I think it would probably have been one of those songs to forget, to be honest. Um, but I think Bruce's lyrics and the way he delivers the the lines, you know, the raspy voice that you know that he sings, you know, he uses through the uh, the whole album, um, really, really um, hammers home the message. And yeah, we can argue it's it's a message that's been told. Or, or, you know, uh, given yeah, a but about many that, times, I feel but, pretty yeah. convinced now. You know, I feel convinced by what you said, what Eric said. Eric, you know, said that um, it's still, it's still probably a topic today. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you, you know, look like, and um, uh, also you brought up TV yeah. crimes. 
which is yeah. a song I totally love and I never gave the criticism to that one. So I think I'm mm. beat here, you know. Uh, we have to agree that the lyrics are great. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if you were for, if you had a podcast where that forced you to you know, analyze and criticize the song TV Crimes, you, you might have criticized it then, to be fair. Exactly. So you don't know. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, I like changing my mind in real time. It's, it's, a, it's a nice feeling. So I think the lyrics yeah. cool. And then we, we could talk the, the music uh, a little bit anyway. We have that intro. We already talked about it. Kind of funny, major key feeling. Possibly D major or could be D mix of Lydian, I think, because it's a standard one for Harris. And I think these sessions, um, I want want you to chime in on this, Henrik, but I think these sessions are kind of rare. Harris and Dickinson writing very quickly together. Uh, And I believe it was Tailgunner. I believe it was Holy Smoke. There are a few more, but my mind's gone blank. And I needed time to think to get the memories in, back From into my mind, mind again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but, yeah, I mean, it's just probably a rare thing. You know, I think it's like this. Smith has left the band. That's, you know, shaking up the foundation a bit. And then, you know, Harris and Dickinson naturally come together to try and, you know, just do something. Yeah. Be proactive and, and write songs and write them quicker and maybe get some rockers out there. He's gone. Mm. So uh, I think it's quite a... I think it was probably a natural, organic, you know... It wasn't contrived. Or no, anything. I think I think uh, so too because I mean, Tailgun and Holy Smoke and uh, and uh, Run Sand Run Deep were done more or less in the same day with Stephen and Bruce just sitting down and right. doing. Are stuff. you sure about Run Silent? Because I heard somewhere that I was a leftover from somewhere in time. Uh, Run Silent, yeah, and and still to this day can never remember if it's musical bits that's left over or if it's lyrical bits from Bruce. I think it oh, might okay. be lyrical bits actually. Yeah, wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which sort of makes sense because then they might have been lyrics to one of his more acoustic stuff that they deemed didn't fit on the Somewhere in Time album. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. possibly. We're going to have a little bit of listening here. Uh, we're going to listen to these two solos. The first one is the one that made Christian leave this band, so it has to be played. Uh, and you guys, don't, <laughs> no one needs to analyze that, but I, will, I want you guys to think about the second, the Dave yeah. solo, and uh, what's a bit different about it. This is a cool riff too. It's a lot of cool riffs. It's a nice groove. I think Jan's up now, right? Yeah. I can just picture Christian Lee on like the sad Hulk and the show walker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good Dave solo, actually. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. what do you guys think that I'm keeping a secret? Uh, you know, what's so different about this? Yeah, I mean, you can say what you believe. You don't have to really guess what I'm thinking. But there, I mean, what would you say is different about this compared to what Dave usually does? 
I think it's more about phrases and less just fiddling away with things. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems to be... Yeah, it, I don't want to say technical, um, but I think it's, it's, it sounds a bit more worked out, you know, as, as Henrik's alluding to there. You know, it sounds a bit more methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, he, is, he is playing as fast as Davey normally does. You know, he normally plays at an incredible speed most of the time. Um, but th- that seems really thought out and really planned as opposed to just hit the, hit the, you know, hit the tape and I'll just play something. He's, he's, it's like he's went, went yeah. go back, go back, right? I like that, but I'll keep that bit. I'll move on to this bit. And it's almost like, an, uh, you know, the way he's playing is almost like a sweet picking type thing he's, he's doing at times, but I don't think mm-hmm. it is that. It's just the speed that he's playing at. He throws know, a bit uh, of tapping. He doesn't do yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. To tapping as well. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, but I think it's overall, it's, I think probably the main, it, the thing about it, I would say is, is you can tell it's Dave. You can you can you can tell it's Dave playing playing that solo, yeah. but um, so it's very much got his DNA and and that solo. Of course, but, his tone and yeah. all, but yeah. the, the construction uh, is different. And you yeah. guys are on 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 what I was thinking about, so I don't yeah. have to stretch it much longer. Yeah. And I think it's clearly what he's doing here. He's a stand-in for Adrian mm-hmm. because he comes in at the when the chords go very open. Down, bound, ah, bound. Yeah, yeah, good Normally, point, yeah. Dave would yeah. be on the static. Part yeah, of the solo. Yeah, and then yeah. when the chords go uh-huh. open, you know, uh, uh, CDE type thing, mm-hmm. Smith comes in with a heroic mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, now Dave yeah, is yeah, doing no, that. That's the, yeah, that's something and I've even never, utilizing never really licks, noticed. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. utilizing licks that are Adrian yeah. licks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's on that yeah, one, for example, yeah. you know, that uh, Christian pointed out way back, uh, Adrian always does. So it's mm-hmm. so clear that he's doing that. But uh, also, that's a great thing. I think that's, you know, because their bodies from old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel yeah. it's, it's, it's sort of beautiful to me that he. Mm. Takes on like okay, he's gone, so I'm gonna mm. try and do what he does best, yeah. and then I'm gonna let Yannick do what I yeah, do. Yeah, but he's he's gonna uh, yeah, he's, which which you addressed way back, Henrik, in yeah. his pod. You know about playing into like an intuitive mm. player, mm. and now they have an even more intuitive player. So Dave has to go more methodical. As, yeah, just to get the balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I think this is maybe the best example of where you know how the dynamic shifted in terms of yeah. guitars. Um, yeah, and, so I, and I think um, you know, in terms of Yannick's solo, I know we're not going to talk about that too much, but um, you know, when you hear that, that is just uh, that's someone going crazy and mm. not really thinking about what he's playing. It's just, it's just completely just yeah, hit the tape, and this is there's, there's the solo. Diddy you know, Kong solo, gonna... I call that you know Diddy Kong <laughs> racing, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making yeah, yeah. tough noises. I love Janrik, yeah. so I don't have a problem with it. But I can see Christian yeah. coming in, you know, and like what the fuck is going on? Being an aspiring guitarist himself, you know, and yeah, I think the biggest one for me was was on the Fear of the Dark tour when when um, you know I, I I got I bought the Donington video and. Um, I've got the triple album of it as well. In fact, I, in fact, I listened to the live broadcast and recorded it on on tape, mm-hmm. um, on radio as it was happening. You know, uh-huh. in '92, and the one thing that really it, that kind of surprised me and disappointed me was what he did to Adrian Solos. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh-huh. what you a steady do? hot topic. You know, it's a steady yeah. hot topic. Yeah, yeah. So I would, that was the first time when Yannick became a bit of a problem for mm. me. Um, but I think, but I think Yannick has got his place in Maiden, and he's he's is actually I think he's actually a better songwriter potentially than he is a guitarist. That's my own personal opinion on it. I, I think, think he's potentially think, a better yeah, writer. In, in yeah. the 2000s era, I think yeah. he's a standout songwriter. Actually, yeah, yeah I mean, I think mm, he actually yeah. pulls a lot of weight, and also yeah. somewhat included in the 90s. Obviously, here he couldn't because he came in very late in the process. Yeah, but then on the course, on the yeah. album. Um, after you have the quick or be dead, which yeah, is yeah. a killer track. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I love that so, track. Um, yeah, great, I, I never had a problem track. with Yannick, but I mean, I remember noticing as a kid, like this is a bit 
gnisslit we say in Swedish mm. which is a sound you know it, it, that word um, imitates a sound so you can guess gnisslit <laughs> you know yes. I wonder what, I wonder what the word for that would be I don't know it's screechy uh, screechy screechy sharp, sharply harsh nails on a chalkboard yeah. <laughs> harsh yeah, yeah. harsh <laughs> a bit of that but you know for me it was always integral anyway you know yeah, yeah, yeah. being yeah. a big fan at 13 of uh, Ghost of the Navigator you know he has that mm. type of solo yeah like, yeah. Uh, like our, our friend Greg said Yannick is nasty Yeah, which you know, I I can dig that. You know, I I was never very particular about technique uh, Mm -hmm. as long as you get something cool across. And I mean, he's not Richie Blackmore. That's a way cooler example of that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and he's not even Brian May or anything like that. You know, (laughs) he's not even Tony Iommi, kind of. But he's he's, still good. Yeah, he's still good. I I think when he plays, I mean, uh, you know, uh, when he plays on when he. This is maybe controversial. I don't mean to sound controversial. Possibly it is. Possibly it's not. My take on Yannick, certainly um, at that point, is it felt like he was a hard rock guitarist as opposed to a metal guitarist. Mm. And he was yeah. trying to trying to almost prove a point. He was a metal guitarist, so he maybe went a bit too crazy. And Because when you oh, listen yeah. to his playing on Tattooed Millionaire, and the, you know, which, right. whatever anyone thinks of that album it's very measured it's very melodic yeah. it's very you know it's yeah, very well restrained mm. and mm. then he joins Maiden yeah. and it just goes crazy and it, all the melody goes and you know and, and it's interesting because when you think about who came before him you know Adrian very melodic player it's almost yep. like oh yeah yeah I could I could just stick to what I'm doing here and so I, I don't know if he just maybe overcompensated for the fact that he was a hard rock guitarist and not a metal guitarist I, I, I don't know or maybe maybe even Attempting to go so far in the other direction just so it doesn't sound like he's trying to copy the guy. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, 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 it's a good point, Eric. Read yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because he's, point, he's already actually. he's already been in um, Gillan. He's been in Marillion as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's, he played he's, on the Fresh album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember yeah. an interview I read yeah. ways back when someone asked him in a Swedish magazine, "What do you feel when you see this cover art? Uh, no prayer." And he was like, "Ah, I don't feel much when I see it." And they were like, okay, so it does, it's not like significant for your career. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I would have been in another big band otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was his yeah, reply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a badass yeah. reply, actually, yeah. you know, when you think of yeah. it. Like, because he was just used to that. Somehow he's like the banana skid guy. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, and probably a great guy then, because yeah. everyone wants him in the band, right? Yeah, Ian Gillan yeah. calling him up after White Spirit opened for them. And Ian Gillan had yeah. some falling out with the guitarist, as he usually mm-hmm. does. <laughs> and then he, he calls up Yannick, you know, and yeah, I guess he's one of those guys, you know, that uh, yeah. probably quite reliable. I would, I would yeah. guess. I guess so. But yeah. and then the thing is, he seems he seems a very good dude as well. You know, when yeah. he's when he's speaking and he's talking, he just seems like a regular a regular guy. He's got no there's no bullshit with him. He just seems like a a guy that wants wants to play his guitar and go home. You know, and yeah, and, and, and going <laughs> from uh, of course doing the English banter, but he's also very serious sometimes. He's one yeah, of the more yeah. serious guys in interviews, yeah. like really proving a point uh, about hating click tracks or something like that. Which yeah, yeah. And I the think thing is, fair. I mean, you think about the album Virtual Eleven. I mean, one of the the successes for me personally on that album is Como Esta Amigos, and mm. he co- he co wrote yeah, it, you know, with with Blaze, you know, so. Yeah. Um, that and Future Real for me are probably the only two songs that I care about on that entire album, you know. So, mm-hmm. so and 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 later years on the Final Frontier, the Alchemist, you know, I think that's an excellent, excellent tune. You know, it's it's right. and it's a Yannick one. It's it's got the pace again, which I think has been lost a little bit in Maiden in recent years. That you know they can have, you know, there's not a lot of pace and and and. and and the parts of their songs now, you know, like Ghost of the Navigator, and it goes. I mean, you're right, but also that's kind of that's kind of gone for me personally. I just I just miss that that energy. 
I think when they attempt it, they don't succeed. That's the thing, you know. It's like the yeah. alchemist. I don't really like the alchemist. I think it's too ah, much okay. like Man on Man yeah. on the Edge. And also, you have something like uh, Days of Future Past on the last one, and mm-hmm. it's a good song, but it's not. They try to give you a bit of that good old quick maiden, quick mm-hmm. pace maiden, and I, I, you know, I I give the accolade for that. You know, it's nice. It's a service yeah. to the fans, but it doesn't really work as well anymore. I think for me, New Maiden, they can make things great, but they have to do it in the style of New Maiden. You know, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, no, I, think, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I think that's you know, you you can add pace in, and I'm I'm not suggesting they have to plow the same same field yeah. every time, you know, but you can inject a bit of energy. But I agree with you music, completely. You know, it's and, just that yeah. I don't think they have it in them, you know. They don't really. Yeah, have yeah, it in yeah, them. yeah, 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 probably. Uh, right, and know, if you don't uh, feel it, it's like the the new yeah. Cynic album that came out, the band called Cynic. Yeah, yeah, Cynic, completely yeah, erased. Yeah, they've erased yeah. everything that was a little bit yeah. edgy about them. Uh, yeah, but then special. I figured when I was complaining about that with my friend, like. It probably wouldn't be true to them to do what they used mm-hmm. to do. They have this sound now, and you know it's a kind of take it or leave it situation. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When bands have matured and they have done that, yeah. you know. In I'll, I'll leave fashion. it. I'll leave it. Then I'll just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually, I was going to say too. You don't. You shouldn't have to be uh, extra nice on this podcast. You can be as mean as you are in your own podcast. You know, <laughs> we all enjoy that. Anyway. Yeah, we're normally very, very. Very yeah. um, better on our own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but a yeah, good part no, of it. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the new maiden stuff is is to me. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people really like that sort of Harris trilogy on the uh, at the end, and I personally think it's some of the worst music I've heard. <laughs> uh, I, I can it, sympathize I, I with you uh, because I felt that about Empire of the Clouds last time. Uh, that was yeah, a similar yeah, feeling yeah. to me. So I Empire of the Clouds that. seems like it, it it could have worked if it had been properly worked on. And you know the timpani bit. I mean, the timpani bit sounds so weak and shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. come on, get, let's get the, let's get this sounding the way it should. Get it sounding yeah. massive. Get it sounding big, grandiose, and it didn't. It just sounded like unfinished. it's a big band. They should be able to. But anyway, don't Absolutely. get me started on that. Uh, yeah. We should ask ourselves, uh, Solo Smoke, <laughs> a list song for us. I yeah. would say so. Yeah. What do you it's think? On my list. Yeah. There you go. Mine too. Much thanks to the video, but then it got a life of its own. Uh, I was going to say, we didn't talk a hell lot about the music, but I love that rolling riff. Uh, which serves as a kind of yeah. post-chorus. Holy smoke, he sings. Something like that. And then, uh, obviously, just a strong, perfect tempo for the song. Yeah. Everything flows. And you guys uh, made me start liking the lyrics more. You know, you And they, they sound good. Anyway, mm-hmm. even if the topic might not be that exciting, so it's good lyrics and just a solid song. I would be happy to see it live too. And uh, when was it last celebrated live, Henrik? I'm going to say, I think they still kept it in the set list on the summer tour of 91. I am not sure about this, but they might have. I can check. Have you two guys seen it live? I saw, yeah, I you saw must it have live in 1990. Show yeah. in 90. No, I haven't. Yeah. The first time I saw Maiden was um, on Bruce's farewell tour <laughs> when he said he was leaving. That was okay. the first time I, I saw it. In 1994? No, on the, on the 93? 93, yeah, yeah. yeah the, fear of, well, the, the sort of real life tour mm-hmm. one. Yeah, well, that yeah, was a pretty so. cool set, wasn't it? With where he goes there. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was all the old stuff, but. Um, yeah. But I had a very empty feeling because I knew Bruce was leaving, so it was a very strange feeling for me seeing Maiden for the first time, but knowing that Bruce was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, kind and, of, and people had pointed of, out that they weren't friends, they had separate dressing rooms, and yeah, they, yeah. they literally didn't see eye to eye on stage, yeah. and they didn't it, look it, at each other. Did, it, didn't, it didn't feel feel good. But yeah. I didn't notice this when I watched the Racing Hell as a kid, I didn't notice it, but when I re-watched it, knowing it, yeah, then I could yeah. see it. But yeah, they, yeah. they actually 
stay away from each other as much I can't, as possible. I can't find it on the 91 tour. So there's no one who's actually put anything... It was not on uh, Donington, No, right? that's 92 no. then. No, so, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah, they already dropped so, it. Uh, yeah. Know. Already then they tried to hide this album, yeah. you know. Well, just immediately just... No, 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 wait, to be fair, on the 91 tour, they did Tail Gunner, Public Gunner number one. Uh, let's see what okay. else we got here. Uh, no Prayer for the Dying. Um, Hooks in You? And Bring Your Daughter. So they, did, ah, they, they, they didn't, you know, So they the did album. drop Hooks in You and Holy Smoke then. That's interesting. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> is, this is from... Uh, they, this is from they played uh, Hooks in You on the original tour? Yeah. Right. Okay. There's a live version of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. That, that, yeah. that was a festival gig. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, but yeah, I think this, this the is festival from... gigs are the last gigs, I think. So I think they must have done Holy Smoke oh. on the US. Oh, no, okay. Wait, sorry, sorry. From uh, Japan, um, uh, so in uh, Tokyo, 5th of April, 91, they did do, they did Holy Smoke and the Assassin and Hooks and You. Yeah. Okay. So they did a ton of stuff. So they did, they did, they did uh, pub, uh, Tail Gunner, Public Animo. Uh, Holy Smoke, The Assassin, No Prayer for Dying, Hooks in You, and uh, Ring Your Daughters. They played a hell of a lot of, they played a lot of stuff from mm-hmm. that album. But then once yeah. Fear was released, they dropped yeah. most of those. Yeah. And then yeah, after Ring Your Daughters, Tail Gunner was left. Yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but uh, I think I was going to say on, on the topic of No Prayer Live, I've addressed it before, but it's one of my favorite bootlegs is the uh, Sledgehammer. When we yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great sound, yeah. incredible sound, cool set list, yeah. and yeah, just most of those songs, also the No Prayer songs, are almost a bit better yeah. in that mm. version somehow. Mm. Uh, a really good one, a strong recommend, I would say. Yeah. than Knights of the Dead. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta... Yeah. <laughs> Stupid comparison as well. Very different beasts, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Even if you won't. Yes. Indeed. Alright, listeners. End of the line. At least for this week. We're an hour in. And yeah, it's still gloomy dark winter outside, so I'm gonna push my energy limits over the top in editing two hours per week we are through with holy smoke it's on the list and next week we'll continue on with uh, hooks in you of course already mentioned previously in this episode so 
Until then, up the irons and skull from the north.